Hello, and welcome back to the 68th episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast with your host, Bennett Leon. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, the Obamagate scandal, what has recently transpired within the last few days. Uh, A lot of you might have seen what happened on Twitter. It was trending. Millions and millions of Americans were tweeting out there about Obamagate, and I saw that and I had to look into it, uh, of course, because of its resemblance to Russiagate. So I assume there was some kind of uh, resemblance there, and uh, lo and behold, it, that seemed to be the case. So let's go ahead and dive in to see what happened. Here, so first we're looking at um, an article by The Guardian, as you can see there, and basically this is uh, what started uh, Obamagate. So on Friday, former President U.S. Um, U.S. President Barack Obama uh, expressed disquiet at the Justice Department dropping charges against Donald Trump's former National Security Advisor, Michael Flynn, who was fired in early 2017 for lying about conversations with the Russian ambassador. On a recording obtained by Yahoo News, Obama warned that the rule of law is at risk. And that should sound scary to me, you know, not because of of Obama saying the rule of law being a risk, but because it's not actually a risk, like Michael Flynn actually didn't do anything. And that's why the charges were dropped, you know, and he's pissed about that. That's, you know, he told Trump not to keep Flynn on. And when Trump did that and he went, um, and Trump kept him on and of course Flynn maybe not the brightest in the bunch, uh, was calling them out or whatever. And he was completely decimated by the security state. uh, And they totally framed him uh, and basically forced him to say that he, or to plead guilty, which is what happens. Oftentimes, I mean, you guys know that this is not new, right? Like you often heard of times where People are innocent, but they have to plead guilty because that's just how the system is and they look a little guilty. So that's just, they have to plead. And that's just like one of the the glitches in the system, I believe. So uh, that's just really interesting to kind of know, but we'll continue on and uh, what we'll see here, well, let's watch first this clip of Trump addressing um, what the crime is. So what you'll see is Trump kind of like, being right in a way like everything him he says here is right um at least in my opinion uh you guys can be can be the judge of that after watching all the evidence that I pre- i'm going to present to you um but he kind of doesn't execute what he's trying to say well you know he is a bad delivery man when it comes to his message and actually giving like credible sources, like giving people a reason to believe him. He makes it sound like he's lying, but uh, you'll, you'll see for yourself, just go ahead. Others, they tweet, you appear to accuse President Obama of the biggest political crime in American history by far, those were your words. What crime exactly are you accusing President Obama of committing and do you believe the Justice Department should prosecute him? Uh, Obamagate. It's been going on for a long time. It's been going on from before I even got elected. And it's a disgrace that it happened. And if you look at what's gone on, and if you look at now all of this information that's being released, and from what I understand, that's only the beginning. 
uh, some terrible things happened, and it should never be allowed to happen in our country again. And you'll be seeing what's going on over the next, over the coming weeks. But I, and I wish you'd write honestly about it. But unfortunately, you choose not to do so. Yeah, John, please. I, what is the crime exactly that uh, you're accusing him of? You know what the crime is. The crime is very obvious to everybody. All you have to do is read the newspapers, except yours. Dang. Calling him fake news, which he's not always 100% wrong on. You know, guys, like there's oftentimes where you know the fake news is very, very present. They will always tell you what you, um, the most, the thing that will keep the status quo in power, you know, they'll always try to say like, we'll keep everything the same. Like Joe Biden is literally running on the promise of bringing back the Obama years. Like were those really good years for the majority of Americans? Like he, yeah, he was a pretty smile. Yeah. He had a nice family. Like he was the first black president. That's awesome. Like, he made history that's amazing but he fell short and he played both sides of the coin he did it perfectly and that's why he's so like uh praised in the democratic party and why he's so well liked by pretty much everybody in the establishment uh and those kind of people should really scare you you know uh especially with this type of establishment like these are all corrupt people so like when these people all endorse one person or like all go for one person uh, I mean, it looks wishy-washy, um, uh, sketchy at least to me, in my opinion. But let's go ahead and continue on with these resources that we have here. Um, so what I have for you next is a clip. Uh, and who you see there is the newest uh, press secretary for the White House, Donald Trump's press secretary. Um, and give me one second, I'm trying to grab it here. There we go. The president suggested- Oh, of course, it's a report by The Guardian at a press briefing there. Um, but yeah, she gets questioned basically about um, Obamagate and uh, she lists off everything that you basically need to know about it. And every single point, we're gonna look into it. You know, like a lot of people are used to Donald Trump and tell him telling lies and stuff. Here, they're actually telling the truth. In this case, they're actually telling the truth. Michael Flynn was framed, you know? Um, Obama did, uh, when Trump said earlier that Obama looked into and used the FBI and the FISA courts to spy on him and his campaign in Trump Tower, that turned out to be true. And we'll find out about that later as well. Uh, but that's also related to this case. So which is a, it's a bombshell, right? Uh, but what's interesting and what's really horrifying is that the majority of Americans don't know this stuff, you know? And that's what's crazy. So let's go ahead and continue watching the video. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. People should be jailed for what he said earlier in the week was a very obvious crime. You're an attorney and the president's spokesperson. Perhaps you could lay out the elements of this crime. What crimes committed? And in what way? I, I assume you're referring to the Obama administration and the unmasking and... Obamagate, what is it? What are the elements of that crime? Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you asked because there hasn't been a lot of journalistic curiosity on this front. And I'm very glad that you asked this question. Um, look, there were a number of questions raised by the actions of the Obama administration. Uh, the Steele dossier funded by the Democratic National Committee 
the opposition political party to the president was used to attain FISA warrants to listen in on conversations of people within the Trump campaign. There was the unmasking, the identity. Okay. So let's look into that first claim, right? Um, so that who funded it? And this was reported by the New York Times and let's see the date of its publishing just to make sure it's not old or anything. 2017, okay? Here we go. October 25th, 2017. So yeah, this is perfect. This is the time that this was kind of like going down, uh, but the New York Times reported who paid for it. So during the Republican primaries, a, search, a research firm called Fusion GPS was hired by the Washington Free Beacon, a conservative website to unearth potentially damaging information about Mr. Trump. The Free Beacon, which was funded by a major donor supporting Mr. Trump's arrival, for the, for the party's nomination, Senator Marco Rubio of Florida told Fusion GPS uh, to stop doing research on Mr. Trump on, in May of 2016 as Mr. Trump was clinching the Republican nomination. After Mr. Trump secured the nomination, Fusion GPS was hired on behalf of Mrs. Clinton's campaign and the DNC by their law firm, uh, Perkins Coie, to compile research about Mr. Trump quote-unquote research, right? Uh, his businesses and associates, including possible connections with Russia. Uh, it was at that point that Fusion GPS hired Mr. Steele, who has deep sourcing in Russia to gather information. Um, so uh, really interesting to uh, see that she's actually right. You know, this claim checks out. They were hired, as you can see here, um, by the DNC to and Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016, which was, of course, Donald Trump's rival, to gather information, aka research or whatever, gather dirt on him, which is fucked up. So let's go ahead and continue watching the video uh, to see the rest of her claims. So let me go backtrack a little bit the Trump campaign. There was the unmasking, the identity of Michael Flynn. Um, okay, so um, for those of you that are not as like uh, in tune with um, what's going on the justice system or whatever, unmasking and the surveillance state. So let's pull up another uh, thing here. So this is um, another resource. I mean, this is a article by the National Review. Um, and this is basically going over what unmasking means. So unmasking is a term of art um, for revealing in classified reports the names of Americans who have been incidentally, quote unquote, incidentally monitored, uh, monitored by our intelligence agencies. Presumptively, the names of Americans should be concealed in these reports, which reflect the surveillance of foreign targets primarily under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Broadly speaking, FISA governs two kinds of intelligence collection. Um, the first is the traditional FISA. So this is kind of going over um, FISA, but the unmasking, uh, that's what happened recently with Michael Flynn. We recently um, were uh, given the reports, they were unmasked, they were declassified, in other words, if you want to use that term, um, on his list or whatever, 
for um, being monitored uh, by the intelligence agency incidentally, uh, which we of course know is not incidental because they turn out to use that information that they got from the FISA court and that order to uh, put him in jail and frame him and make him uh, feel so guilty uh, that they, um, that he feels a need to actually plead guilty, you know, because that's what a lot of people will say. They'll say, Michael, well, Michael Flynn, he pled guilty. They forced him, they basically forced him to, you know, uh, and that's why they just dropped the charges on Michael Flynn. You don't believe me? Look this shit up. Um, so let's continue with uh, under FISA because I feel like this is just information you guys gotta know, you know, because this is how the government watches us. Um, and so uh, if you just found out what the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act was, uh, it's basically just um, intelligence collection by the government. The first type of intelligence collection is the traditional FISA, which is the targeted monitoring of a suspected clandestine operative of a foreign power. If the FBI shows the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court probable cause that a person inside the U.S. is acting as a foreign powers agent, it may obtain a warrant to surveil that person. If the foreign powers suspected agent communicates with Americans, the latter are incidentally intercepted even, even though they are not the targets of the surveillance. So as I'm reading that, I'm kind of, I think it's really interesting that they always, uh, especially with Donald Trump in the recent years, they've been framing him and putting him with Russia, accusing him of colluding with Russia and, and actually impeaching him uh, for that, you know? So, um, and of course, we all know that Russiagate was a lie, though, which is why the impeachment didn't go through. Um, it's complete BS. Uh, what we're going to see here, uh, and of course, they're using that with Michael Flynn, too. They're, they're saying that he was a Russian agent. He was an operative for them. They're basically using that against him. Uh, the second kind occurs under Section 702 of the statute. It brings under FISC jurisdiction various intelligence collection programs that target categories of non-Americans outside the United States. These foreigners communicate with Americans, so the latter are incidentally um, intercepted. Okay, so basically those are the two types, but this is definitely the one uh, ba based on what's kind of uh, the general information of the, the situation. This is what they used uh, and because that's what they, they keep framing him and saying that he worked for Russia, he was an operative for them, he worked for them uh, and kept framing the Trump administration for doing the same thing. Um, let's go ahead and continue to see what the, the rest of uh, her um, press conference has to say. And we know that in a January 5th meeting in the Oval Office with President Obama, Sally Yates from the Department of Justice learned about the unmasking, not from the Department of Justice or for the FBI, she learned about it from President Obama and was stunned and could barely process what she was hearing at the time because she was stunned of his knowledge of that. Um, we know that there was a lot of wrongdoing in the case of Michael Flynn. The FBI notes, for instance, that said um, to be, quote, get him to lie as they pontificated their strategy. We know that the identity. AKA framing, like I was mentioning. Of this three decade general was leaked to the press, a criminal 
leaked to the press of his identity in violation of his Fourth Amendment rights? These are very serious questions. They've been ignored by the media for far too long. And I'm very glad that I think that is the second question that I have fielded on Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, because justice does matter. Those questions, they matter. Okay, so she said there was a second question, and that was on May 15th, uh, just three days ago. Uh, today is the 18th. Clear. I heard you mention one thing. So that's crazy. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. And you said it was criminal, and that was what? The one thing that I've said that was criminal, the leaking of his name, and the very real questions that have been raised. But if you want to start those questions, they matter. Clear. I heard you mention one thing you said was criminal, and that was. No one has asked her anything. Barely. And you know, that's, that's the journalism. Like you would think, uh, like what happened earlier on when Michael Flynn uh, was going to jail when he pleaded guilty, that was all over the news. Everyone knew about it. Uh, like they were blasting it on the air horns, right? But what happens when he, the charges get dropped? No one talks about it, you know? Even Obama was kind of nervous about it. Didn't like that. So uh, really interesting. And this is kind of like uh, the deep state. This is what a lot of people think the deep state is. So really, really interesting to kind of follow along there. What? The one thing that I've said that was criminal, the leaking of his name and the very real questions that have been raised. But if you want to start talking about wrongdoing in the administration, happy to go through Andy McCabe leaking to the Wall Street Journal. Um, and then lying about it. Happy to talk about James Clapper lying before Congress saying the NSA does not monitor phone calls. That was an inaccuracy. Okay, so uh, she claims that James Clapper, um, that he uh, lied about the NSA and their capabilities and lying um, about how they take people's information and they watch us. So let's go ahead and uh, take a look at this really interesting resource that I pulled up for this. So um, I pulled up the ACLU, a very reputable source of course, as we all know. Um, um, I pulled up the Patriot Act because I wanted to show you guys that this is just like the first thing that came to mind as soon as I heard this, because the Patriot Act, um, which was hastily passed 45 days after 9-11 in the name of national security, the Patriot Act was the first of many changes to surveillance laws that made it easier for the government to spy on ordinary Americans by expanding the authority to monitor phone and email communications, collect bank and uh, credit uh, reporting records, and track activity of innocent Americans on the internet. While most Americans think it was created to catch terrorists, which is a common misconception, of course, the Patriot Act actually turns regular citizens into suspects. So uh, what they mean by that last part, the, the Patriot Act actually turns regular citizens into subjects. If you're curious, which I definitely was, um, is let's take a look at this graphic here that uh, the ACLU has provided for us. <clears throat> so on top of uh, all of those powers, uh, so this is a look at uh, a brief look at um, what is really happening and what it is. So national security letters are what they have uh, utilized um, by the FBI 
to obtain people's personal information. Okay, so those NSLs are used by FBI agents without a judge's approval to obtain personal information. So they go from the NSL to grab your phone records, computer records, then they dig a little deeper, your credit history, banking history. Um, we have here a quote by Senator Ron Wyden, uh, Democrat of Oregon in May 26, 2011, um, about nine years ago. He said, I want to deliver a warning. When the American people find out how their government has secretly interpreted the Patriot Act, they will be stunned and they will be angry. And I think uh, most Americans, if they knew about how the government is watching us, which we kind of have all heard that thing, like everyone thinks it's a conspiracy theory. It's this shit's real. They're watching our shit. Uh, between 2003 and 2006, the FBI issued 192,499 national security letters, uh, which led to one, one terror-related conviction. Uh, the conviction would have even occurred even without the Patriot Act. So that's really interesting to note that the Patriot Act basically has been non-functional and is basically used to spy on us rather than its main use, which is what Americans think it's for, which is catching terrorists. But that's not what it's used for, as you can see. Um, at least 34,000 law enforcement and intelligence agents have access to phone records collected through NSL. It's crazy. The Patriot Act does not require information obtained by NSLs to be destroyed, even if the information is determined to concern innocent Americans. Wow, they're not even forced to delete uh, any of that information. In response to nine NSLs, 11,100 Americans' telephone account records were turned over to the FBI. Holy fuck. Like, that's crazy. But that's basically what they use it for. The Patriot Act is a tool uh, for the government to spy on us. Uh, they were not lying about that. Um, so the National Security Letter provision of the Patriot Act radically expanded the FBI's authority to demand personal customer records or, yeah, customer records from internet security internet service providers, financial institutions, and credit card companies without prior court approval. So that's basically uh, what we kind of went over there. Uh, and I love this graphic because that's basically uh, the surveillance state that we live in um, with this kind of dystopian laws in place, watching our own citizens, uh, calling us a democracy when uh, it's really just a few people who control everything in the end, uh, the oligarchs, um, or which is why we call this podcast the Oligarchy Disruptor Podcast because we seek to make uh, the world a better place by disrupting the oligarchs who run the system as we know. Uh, let's go back to here, see what you have said. To say the least, if not a lie, um, John Brennan telling Congress that the bogus Steele dossier played no role in the Russia probe when in fact we know it did and was the basis of attaining FISA warrants. So uh, there's a lot of mistruths there that were said, many of them under oath. So I would point you to those and the many other real questions that I hope you all will pursue. Those people should be jailed, the people you just mentioned. I never said that, those are your words, not mine, but perhaps you should look into it and give me some answers. That is after all the job, that is after all the job of reporters to answer the very questions that I've laid out and I hope you guys will take the time to do it. And 
And I also find it interesting, if we want to start talking about fabrication of crimes, we can litigate that case pretty publicly with James Clapper, um, who said what President Trump did with Russia pales, and that Watergate paled in comparison. We can talk about Eric Swalwell lying and saying President Trump was working on behalf of the Russians. We can talk about Hakeem Jeffries lying and saying the president was a Russian asset. We can talk about Schiff saying there was ample evidence of collusion in plain sight when in fact there was not. Uh, we can talk about Mark Warner saying there's enormous amounts of evidence of collusion. We can talk about a CNN historian who said there was a smell of treason in the Trump-Russia probe when in fact for three years you all talked about collusion and there was none. And it was a huge injustice, not just to this administration, but to the American people who deserve truth, not the alleging of absolutely false allegations against this president. Yes. Okay, so I think she just made, she gets off of that on a really good note, and that's also what I want to end this episode on, uh, the same kind of note where we're covering this for the same reason, you know, as much as we all hate Trump, as much as I uh, personally don't like uh, President Donald Trump and what he stands for and what he's done so far in his performance as a president, um, I'm covering this because this is the truth, you know, we have to be objective, we have if we're gonna know, if we're gonna operate and we're gonna make decisions that we're gonna vote and we're gonna be uh, engaged citizens in the process, we have to get the right information. We have to know the truth, of course, right? We have to know the truth. We can't just play like, oh, he's a Democrat. Like, okay, I'm gonna go with him. He's a Republican. Okay, yeah, he's right then. Like, we can't, we gotta get over that, that uh, team, that team kind of mentality, uh, that's, that's not good for the country. We have to think about our neighbors. We have to fight for our neighbors. Those people that cannot fight for themselves, you know? Uh, we have to be compassionate. That's what humanity is, you know? And if you're not one of those people, I mean, you do you, you know? Uh, this is a free country, but, uh, and you are entitled to your opinion, but that's just what I think uh, the world would be a much better place if everyone just took care of their neighbor, cared a little bit more, um, was willing to shell out a little bit more money for the greater good of the nation. Um, but uh, to end on Obama, Obamagate, this is just a terrible uh, insight and just a confirmation. Uh, and just the nail really on the coffin for Russiagate, right? Um, we found out though that it was true that Obama, well, listened in on Trump, uh, Trump when he was in the uh, Trump Tower in for the campaign in 2016. We found out that he used the FISA courts to uh, get that information, uh, using the FBI in conjunction with that as well. The media, uh, the CIA, uh, people like James Clapper who lied, uh, publicly lied, and we looked into that as well. So, uh, like, I could have kept pulling up resource after resource, and I pulled up like five or six. Uh, I could have been going, there was, uh, I think, one or two more, but you got the gist. Like, she was telling the truth. This is the truth. Uh, she listed it out very well in her uh, four minute or so um video or um press conference that she had at the white house so um i hope you guys take a what 
really interesting from this episode. Take it to heart, understand what's going on, um, and really understand that we're living in a kind of big brother situation. Be concerned, be worried, care for it. Let's fight back. Let's fuck up the oligarchs. So guys, uh, once again, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll end it here. Um, Please follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, You can find us at at Podcast. Um, You can also find us on YouTube at Oligarchy Disruptor Podcast. Um, So, and many other listening platforms as well. Thank you everybody for listening and watching. We will see you on the next episode. Cheers, guys.